Welcome to Coaching Kids Curling, a podcast for youth curling coaches and program organizers. I'm Glenn Gabriel, a certified curling coach and coach developer who lives in Pickering, Ontario, Canada. My mission is to give you the advice, resources, and inspiration you need to make your program better. In April, some of my kids in my Little Rocks program played in a bond spiel hosted at the nearby Tam Heather Curling and Tennis Club in Toronto. In this episode, I speak with the bond spiel organizer about the extraordinary circumstances that led to that day. On April 8, 2023, I had the rare opportunity to do a live in-person interview. Allison Harris was the Little Rocks coordinator at Tam Heather Curling and Tennis Club in Toronto, and her club was hosting a kids' bond spiel called Curling Day at Tam Heather. Here is the short interview we recorded in person, right as the teams were leaving the ice from the morning draw. I'm here with Allison Harris. Could you introduce yourself and where we are right now? So my name is Allison Harris. I am the Tam Heather's Little Rock Coordinator. I have been in this position for seven years, and we are at Curling Day at Tam Heather, which is our revamped bond spiels for the club because of the pandemic killing off all of our experienced curlers. The format of this bond spiel is a little different from a traditional youth bond spiel. Could you, could you tell us a bit about what the format is and, and why you structured it that way? Sure. So the format is based around the concept of bocce curling, where instead of throwing full sheet, they are throwing a half sheet to a mobile button that changes up the end depending on what happens. And we chose this format because with the pandemic, we lost all of our experienced curlers and that. And so they weren't being able to throw full sheet. And so this was a way for them to have a bond spiel without having to feel bad because none of the rocks were getting in play. And so to in addition to the on ice, we have six different off ice games. Um, four of them are incorporating curling in some format just to keep the spirit of the day. And I mean, we can see visually like uh, through the glass that there are kids on the ice, but how many teams came out? Uh, how many kids from your club and, and maybe some of the other clubs? So we have two teams from High Park, two teams from East York, and two teams from Tam Heather. So it worked out to be a beautiful way for, you know, three curling clubs from the city to get to know each other. So how are things going so far? As, as a fellow organizer, I'm, I'm always uh, attuned to how busy and frantic and chaotic it can be. How are things right now? It's 11.17 on the clock right now. Things are very, very calm. I, I've done this five years and this is the quietest bond spiel I've had. Part of it is because the the number of teams involved um, and part of it is I've done it for five years and everything's organized. So right now we're actually running on schedule or maybe ahead of schedule. So, you know, those are unknown concepts in bond spiels. And maybe you can tell us a little bit about the Tam Heather Little Rocks program. Like uh, how did the season go? How many kids? Uh, yeah, just tell us a bit about uh, the program here at Tam Heather. Sure. So opening day, we had 10 Little Rockers. 
couple weeks later, we had Bring a Friend Day where 10 more friends showed up and we finished the season with 24 registered curlers. So the, the section more than doubled as the season went on. So it was fantastic. I was r- super lucky this year because I had coaches coming out and volunteering without being asked, uh, as opposed to most years where I have to do some arm twisting. Um, the curlers are all super enthusiastic. Um, they We had family day. They brought their families out, and so we've got some parents that are now looking at joining the section or joining the sport uh, and, and taking it into a more of a family role. Um, so we, we've got three that are eligible to move up to Bantam next year. Uh, one has firmly said she's staying put, and the other two haven't decided yet. Has your program closed for the season? Is, is there curling left, or did you have your closing day already? We did have our closing day. Because this is a rescheduled day because of snow day, we actually had our closing day on the 26th of March. And so this is two weeks after closing day. And so the kids haven't been on the ice in the last two weeks. Well, I see the kids starting to come off the ice, so I'm not going to take you long. Uh, I guess the last question is, what do you hope the kids get out of the sponsor bill today? Love of curling and new friends. And here they come through the door. So thank you, Coach Allison. So I recorded that interview on April 8th and left it untouched until July. When I listened to it again, I realized that, in journalism speak, I had buried the lead. In other words, I didn't mention or didn't give enough attention to the real story of the bond spiel. Here is Allison again at the end of the interview you just heard. Has your program closed for the season? Is, is there curling left or did you have your closing day already? We did have our closing day. Because this is a rescheduled day because of snow day, we actually had our closing day on the 26th of March. So I contacted Allison again, and we got on a Zoom call in late July to follow up on snow day. Allison, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Well, I originally interviewed you at the Bond Spiel at Tam Heather, your Little Rocks Bond Spiel on April 8th. But... As we were sort of discussing before we pressed record, uh, I think we left out the biggest part. The biggest part of the story, which was April eighth, wasn't the original day for this bond spiel. It was actually March the fourth, but something happened the evening before that. Could you tell the audience what happened that weekend? So the afternoon of March the third. It started to snow at mid-afternoon and kept snowing. And forecasts were not looking good. And the city announced that all of the community centers were going to be closed on the Saturday. Um, But that did not include the Tam Heather building because as much as we're city-owned, we're independently run. So the club was still open. And so I continued to watch the weather and at about 11 o'clock in consultation with the club manager, we decided that we would cancel the bond spiel for the next day, um, especially because the club was busy trying to deal with the snow on the tennis bubble. And so keeping people away from the club on the Saturday seemed like the wise idea. And we discovered 
the club parking lot did not actually get plowed fully out until Sunday morning. Oh, wow. Uh, and so we joked about the fact that if we had not canceled the bond spiel, then we would have had a game of who can get their full team into the parking lot first. So we sent out messages to all the team saying, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to play tomorrow. And you get to spend the day shoveling instead of curling. Well, my club and my program, East York, sent two teams. So we got that messaging. You're right, like at Friday night uh, after 11. And there was another email on Saturday morning. It must have been, I don't know how you felt. Could you? How did you feel at that point? I was sad because, you know, we put in all this work and the kids were all excited about coming. But for safety reasons, it had to be done. And when the storm kept going, it's kind of like, well, why I, I should have done this earlier in the day kind of thing. Just because I stayed up watching the weather and it's like, it's going to change. It's going to change. And it wasn't changing. And it's like, no, I've got to bite the bullet now. And Yeah. Just to give people some perspective, the listeners, I had I actually went back in time. I looked at a news report from that weekend, and they described it as I'm writing some of these. I wrote some of this down. They call it a strange storm. They used the term thunder snow, like that oh, was yes. a term they used, and uh, they described it as a month of snow in a single day, thirty plus centimeters in Scarborough. And Scarborough was apparently one of the worst places hit by this storm. So it wasn't even a big storm. It was a gigantic storm. Well, and it was full of blowing. And so 30 centimeters in some places and 60 or more in other places just because of the drifting. And so we had, it was knee high for me in our driveway when I went out to go and, and start shoveling the next morning. And because it warmed up right away, it was super heavy uh, and so we got a good workout trying to dig out of the driveway. They also described it like shoveling cr- concrete. <laughs> it was that heavy. It was that wet. Yeah, and we had a team scheduled to come in from Barrie. And so they would have had to leave extra early and, and come through whether it had stopped snowing up there or not kind of thing, depending on how the weather had tracked through. And so... They were really sad not to be able to come that day, but happy that they didn't have to get up at Oh Dark Stupid to start shoveling. Now, when you made the decision to cancel, uh, you were you just said that you were discussing it with the club manager. It was it up to you then to contact all of the teams, all of the all of the parents, everyone. Like, how did you do that? So it was up to me to cancel, to contact the coaches, and the coaches contacted the players. And so because of the uncertain weather earlier in the week, I had gotten text numbers for for all the coaches. And so I could send out a a text in addition to emails to, to let everybody know. And it was a good thing I did because, you know, contacting people. Now, fortunately, I didn't have to contact all the club um, personnel, the club manager was going to do that. Um, so that saved me some messages. Did you actually go to Tam Heather that morning? I'm just curious. I, I did not. Uh, I, I did go to Tam Heather the next morning um, because we were having little rocks as usual. And <laughs> right. 
my teenage son is part of the ice crew and so they were responsible for digging out the tennis dome and so they started I actually went over at nine o'clock that morning to drop him off to start digging out the dome and he dragged himself into the club uh, just before one they had all the doorways clear so wow and so when we got there at nine o'clock in the morning half of the parking lot for the club was plowed but that was it just so listeners know uh, Tam Heather is a curling it's called the Tam Heather curling and tennis club yes we we are a double sport club but we have curling as the primary sport with tennis as the also sport so yeah and and there's a big bubble and I think there may be up to three courts in it I, I don't know off the top of my head I think there's four or five courts in oh, there because okay. it, it runs the long way. So the door to the parking lot is the the long edge of the tennis court, and so they're stacked up north towards the highway. So right now, you were able to find uh, an alternate date pretty quickly because I, I know I, I was looking through my emails, and you happened to find that April eighth date. Yes, oh, um, yeah. fortunately. Um, the way Tam Heather does our ice allocation, I had a copy of the ice calendar that as it had stood in October. And so I approached the club manager on the Sunday morning and, and said, is the April date still free or has something been booked in there since? And he double checked for me and, and said that, yep, it's free. It's Easter weekend. So we'll see who is interested or not kind of thing, but it gave us a chance to do uh, a redo. Um, and so was able to go back to the teams that had registered and see who was interested in coming for take two. Most of the teams were able to come that day, um, but there was shuffling of players all over the place. So it was almost like starting registration all over again. <laughs> So so you knew you had teams, but the actual players on each particular team might have been shuffled around? Yes. Uh, I don't think any of the teams that played that day were the teams that registered as, uh, for, for the March date. Uh, all of the teams had at least one substitution. So Overall, the teams that registered, even the ones from out of the club, they all showed up? Barry was unable to send a team, so we, so we had fewer. We were only had four outside teams instead of five outside teams, but that was okay because we had a whole pile of Tam Heather curlers that were no longer available too. And so we, instead of having 10 teams in the bond spiel, we had eight teams and, and so had a little less pressure, but... An, and less requirements for volunteers, which was good because half of my coaches had Easter weekend commitments. So the smaller scale worked for what we had support staff for. Anytime you cancel something, there are, you know a bond spiel has so many elements to it. Uh, things like you know uh, catering, uh, the raffle, or, or the you know prize draws. Uh, I'm just. I don't know. Was there anything affected by the change in date or were you able to pretty well carry it on through to April? So the only thing that was affected was we, instead of being able to do the draw for the Grand Slam curling raffle uh, at curling day, we, we actually did it earlier 
um, with the club membership because the turnaround time from the Saturday to Tuesday was not going to give us the time to let the Grand Slam crew know what was going on. And so it meant we had the draw at our closing luncheon um, instead of with the little rocker. So what it really meant was the outside clubs didn't have a chance to to win the prizes, but they didn't really know that there was there an opportunity. So they, they didn't know what they were missing out. And, and as someone who attended, there was plenty. There was plenty of stuff. I can, I can oh, vouch yes. for that. There's Sometimes there's too much stuff, but uh, it's better to have a lot more stuff than not. Well, Allison, thank you so much. Uh, I don't know if you ever had to deal with a cancellation this uh, sudden because of the weather, but uh, do you have any advice for other Bonspiel organizers that may be in your position in the future, will be in your position in the future? So decide whether the weather forecasters are, are have been doing a, a good job that year and, you know, look closer at what the city is doing with their organizations. Um, if I had paid more attention to what the city was doing for, for the parks and rec, then we could have just settled things at seven o'clock that night and I wouldn't have had to worry about it all night. But you know, sometimes the weather forecasters are wrong. And so, you know, it takes a little bit. It, it really takes me back to the weekends of March in 2020 when I had to decide whether we were going to cancel Little Rocks on the Sunday after they had closed the schools. And so I made that decision on the Friday morning. And then the club announced that it was closing for the who knows? I can't remember how long that night um, based on what the city was doing with all of its buildings. So, so that was the case of I made the choice first and <laughs> had it done and out of the way. Is there anything you'd recommend in terms of communication? Obviously, you had email addresses, you had phone texts, like just in terms of getting the information out as fast and as uh, efficiently as possible. Yeah. So making sure that you have full contact information for, for the out-of-club teams and for all of your in-club families and volunteers. Um, you know, nine times out of ten, you don't need it. But if you have it, then it increases the chances that you don't need it and you don't have to panic if you don't have it and you do need it. So, So just have all that information before. Let's fast forward, though. Uh, April 8th, of course, you run the Bond Spiel. It's, it's, it's a fantastic event. I, I was there for the morning, and uh, all reports from my kids were it was, it, was, it was great. It was a great day for them. You were using a format uh, that typically isn't used in youth Bond Spiels, uh, but that I'm personally aware of. It's called Bocce. Uh, any tips on doing that sort of format if you decide to use it in the future? Uh, no, just making sure that everybody is aware as to what's going on. Um, making sure that, that uh, you've got enough volunteers to keep the kids safe out there. Uh, it was great advice for having a marshal at the center line and nothing. They weren't needed, but having them there meant that we didn't need them and didn't have to panic when rocks went flying. Um, <laughs> it does mean you do require more volunteer staff. But my Bantam Junior 
curlers were more than willing to come out and, and get some volunteer hours. So, Allison, we're talking to each other at the end of July, and curling season is fast coming upon us. Last season, you were the Little Rocks coordinator at Tam Heather. Uh, do you have plans for this coming season? I do. Um, when I said goodbye to you at the Bonspiel, my thought was I was done coaching curling because I'd been doing it for eight years with the Little Rocks. Now, two of those were COVID closures, but I, I kind of seen both my kids through Little Rocks Plus, um, and so I thought I was going to be done with coaching. And then I took my daughter and a team to the provincial elementaries, and they had a lot of fun and, and liked the format, and they're all the same age. And so they've kind of said, can we bond spiel together next year? And it's kind of like, okay. And so I will be coaching a U15 team out of Tam Heather this year. Um, and helping them improve their journey. They, they don't want to do competitive, but they want to be out there and involved. So my time at the club is reducing, but not significantly. <laughs> They're very lucky to have you as their coach. So <laughs> God bless all the competitive coaches out there. So good luck this season. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, well, this is I where this is where we just sort of uh, ramble. Uh, I don't the know other else. thing I will say is my replacement coaches um, saw how well the modified Bonspiel went and, and acknowledged the, the place for it, and, and they know that the traditional format is good. And so right now they are plotting to do a combined Bonspiel for for Bonspiel Day uh, to allow the the younger players a chance to have that bond spiel experience. And so I'll probably end up being involved in that somehow. Well, uh, I would love to speak to those, uh, I guess, new coordinators too, because uh, we did a similar format for our bond spiel. And uh, yeah, there, I think we could probably exchange notes. There's a lot of things you don't uh, think about until you actually run the event. And um yeah, trying to combine both of them. Yeah, that that's a challenge too. If you're going to use two <laughs> different formats, but uh, uh, I I would say one piece of advice is sometimes with uh, the age of the competitors, sometimes you want to limit the amount of time. A whole day may be too long because some of the kids, you know, they're like six, seven. <laughs> you know, one game's plenty for them. So wait, it's something you tweak and you know uh, you, you see what how it works next time. Yeah. yeah, you know the, the the important part of a bond spiel is getting them to see other kids that are curling, so that they can have a goal for moving forward. So, yeah, for sure, Allison. Thanks so much for uh, talking to me tonight. Not a problem. So that was my interview with Allison. If you're a supporter of this podcast, I encourage you to follow our Twitter account, which is the at symbol followed by Kids Curling. One more time, the at symbol followed by Kids Curling. I'll also have that Twitter handle listed in today's show notes. This has been the Coaching Kids Curling Podcast. To reach me, Coach Glenn, please email coachingkidscurling at gmail.com. To follow this podcast for free, visit our website, coachingkidscurling.com. 
You can also find show notes and links to the resources mentioned in this episode and in previous episodes. The intro and outro music is Golden Sunrise by Josh Woodward. Thanks for listening. Good luck and good curling.